The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, friend. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this woman that you are leaving higher Mr. Stark? Halo, Anthem, and Apex Legends. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Combo Chronicles. I am your host for tonight, Roddy Cat, and you can find me at Roddy Cat on uh, Twitter's on, at Roddy Cat and News Nerds Need, and also Instagram at uh, CB Caps, and of course, uh, News Nerds Need Reddit. Yeah. And with me tonight, as always, the man behind the sound world, the coolest man in the, 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 the Windy City. Oh, wait, that's a different city. Ah. In the, in the five boroughs of Agent Underscore 70. What's up, him, everybody? You can find him at uh, Agent Underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, the dude with the shades that just speaks so many volumes. You guys got to really <laughs> tune into the video for this one. I really tune into the video for this one. Yeah, and there's an echo. For you guys act like there's something special about him. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. It's not like you. It's not my like eyes. That's how I was born. Uh huh. Not like you're trying to hypnotize any anybody or anything. Anyway, in the in the stylish uh, Dunder Mifflin hat. Also, for those not watching the video, which you should be, it is PC underscore Dirt. And you can find him at PC Hello. underscore Dirt on Twitter. Well, I, let me go ahead and finish this first one. <laughs> I was listening to the echo. Yeah, see, this is, a, this is how I just can't take these people anywhere. Oh, anyway. Oh, do I have an echo? Yeah, there's an echo I'm hearing. I don't know why. But anyway, um, PC underscore Dirt on Twitter, PopCultureNet on Twitter, PopCultureNetwork.com, AnyComics.com, NewComicsMail.com, correct? That new comic smell that combo, or is it that no, uh, okay. that new toy smell? And that new toy comics. smell. I'm sorry, that was my my, my and, Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of sites. Yeah. But yeah, all of that. Now give me the applause. Um, but also, also, I do. Wait, wait, wait! No applause. Hold the applause because an oh, R.I.P. Yeah. Peter. Tork. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, R.I.P. Passed Peter away Tork. a few hours ago. So. We've lost Davy and Peter, so now it's just up to Mickey and Mike to continue on. Wait, I thought he was the only one. Oh, wait, I thought it was them two that were day. the only ones left. That's what I'm saying. Davy and Peter passed away. Mickey and Mike are the only two left. Or rather, I mean, oh, I Mike, thought... Mike doesn't usually travel. Right. Hmm. Yeah, we're talking about the monkey. But Mickey and Mike are both alive. Right, and I see with the echo because you, you there was a delay in your your sound, uh, dirt. Yeah, so you're speaking right now. There's a delay in my sound and an echo. Yes. Hey. So it's like... Well, what if, if I'm if, talking if, like this and you <laughs> can't tell where it's coming, it's supposed to be... Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a bad yeah, Chinese see. dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was doing that on purpose. <laughs> I was doing the Spies Like Us thing when they're standing at the microphone. Oh, yes. Oh, man. I love that. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Anyway, All right, I have to try to adjust something. Hold on. Yeah, you know what? Instead of doing comics, let's watch Spies Like Us. How about it? Nobody? Anybody? Why don't we all just get a Pepsi? What's a dick for? Okay. Okay. Oh, fine. Anyway, tonight we are tonight we are here to talk comics. And before we get into that, uh, we can talk about where this podcast can be found so you can hear us talk about comics. And that is the CSPN.us. Okay, there we go. Um, you can also subscribe to this podcast on uh, your favorite places of perusal podcasting. That would be Google Play and Apple iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts. And, of course, you can also go to Spotify and SoundCloud, uh, the SoundCloud of the Coastal of the Podcast Line. And for some strange reason, Dirt's not sharing a Stella, and I'm, and I'm upset. And don't forget to give us uh, five-star reviews, people. Sure, do that. We don't promise to read them, but do it anyway, because you love us. Um, shop that's cspn.us. That, I think that's just bounced to the cspn.us page anyways, but you know, mm-hmm. we can still go there, go to the top of the page, choose our, our podcast. You'll get that later in the ads. Not hearing you oh. at all, nah. All righty. Um, in the meantime, so I'm yeah. Gonna- yeah, in the meantime, um, Agent 70 uh, has taken a little trip. Wow. Sure, I had a little bit of time, uh, you know, thanks to the President's Day uh, holiday this past weekend, to visit a trade show in New York City. It's the annual, it was the annual Toy Fair. And uh, it's a trade show open only to um, members of um, the toy industry and open only to me as a member of the press, as a representative of the pop culture network. We are by proxy family of, uh, shows and, uh, podcasts. Um, represent. Exactly. Exactly. So ultimately, uh, it was my first time at toy fair. So it definitely took a little bit getting used to, um, just to, you know, just to, you know, I was looking at my notes, uh, to kind of remind me of what it was really like there the first, you know, I was there for two days. I was there for, uh, parts of Sunday and parts of Monday. And I can just give you my overview because you can hit up, uh, popculturenetwork.com to check out, uh, photos, some, uh, official and some taken by, uh, another rep from, uh, pop culture network at the con at the, not at the con at the toy fair. Um, just a couple of uh, a couple of notes about what it's like to be at the toy fair. You have to bear in mind that it's a trade show, so it's business first. Um, there are plenty of deals going on. Uh, much of what uh, is being spoken about are uh, ways of becoming a customer and ordering, you know, direct from um, direct from uh, manufacturers and. In, as well as ordering from distributors. You know, there's a, a, a mix of both manufacturer, toy manufacturers and toy distributors who, you know, uh, you know, I'll give you an example, something like uh, Entertainment Earth that uh, deals with um, selling in wholesale to, uh, to retailers. So, you know, retailers can get, um, you know, things at a wholesale price through them. Um, within the, f- the first thing that you'll notice when you get in, if you're ever able to get in there is that the main the um 
the larger names, we're talking Lego, talking McFarlane Toys, obviously Hasbro, which had its freaking Hasbro Toy Fair off-site at a different building altogether at the New York Times building on East 41st, not at the Javits Center, which was like, you know, eight or nine blocks away. Um, what you notice is that, uh, you know, at least for the... Uh, exhibitors the companies at toy fair the walls on their booths were high and opaque you could not look through them you you know what it is that they're guiding tours through uh the toys that are uh being uh introduced over the next year so it's not for general consumption it's not for leaks you know it's a, it's a way to prevent leaks because you know, people have phones and they'll t- snap pictures and post stuff as soon as they can. So as a means to control that, they have, you know, these kind of fenced in walled off booths. So you have to make appointments to um, to uh, see these toys in person and, uh, you know, possibly take pictures. So McFarlane Toys had that. Lego had that. Playmates had that with um, uh, turtles and whatnot. So... That was a pretty, you know, that was a pretty uh, uh, interesting thing to see. Um, you also have to note that, you know, lots of vendors restrict photography because not all the toys there have been cleared for production yet. Sometimes you'll get uh, prototypes. So I definitely uh, saw a couple of prototypes here and there that hadn't been cleared yet in the diamond booth. Um, that was a, that was pretty cool to see. Um the weirdest part is, you know, reminding yourself that the items are not yet for sale and you're just walking through and just kind of, you know, picking up your drool after you see something that's super cool, but you're just not able to buy it at that booth uh, just yet. Uh, one of the coolest things I had a chance to try out, uh, PCN underscore dirt, I believe brought this up um, on a show previously, was, were the arcade one up video games. Uh, you know, little mini arcade uh, uh, cabinets that you could, you know, buy at a Walmart or a Target or other fine retailer, <laughs> or you could order direct from uh, Tastemakers. That was the uh, the company, and um, uh, I, I I sat at I didn't sit at their booth. I stood at their booth for a bit playing Final Fight, and I seemed to be the only one that kind of figured out. You know, I kind of rediscovered some of the patterns and some of the um, and some of the tricks, but of course it helped to, uh, because it's a home, sh- uh, it, because it's a home, uh, machine, you didn't have to feed it quarters to get to, uh, you know, to get past certain, uh, bad guys. But yeah, I kind of had a, a little crowd watching me like, Oh, this guy actually knows how to play this. It took me a while to, to, to rediscover, uh, uh how to play final fight, but it was cool. Um, you know, th- there's, a. There was a big crowd at the Funko booth because, you know, we were just talking about Funko Pops. Funko Pops are, you know, just continuing in popularity. They are, of course, a sponsor uh, of uh, our show and of the CSPN network. Um, you know, they had uh, they had a few new uh, Pops on display. So, uh, you know, that was a pretty, you know, they, they were kind and they had a nice full open booth. So it's not like they were hiding too much. Um but uh, but yeah, they were they were they were pretty uh, pleasant to work with. And just as a quick final note to wrap up my coverage of Toy Fair 2019, I was lucky enough to run into a friend of mine who uh, works in retail. She actually, you know, she's she she has a 
she's the head of a small department store in uh, New York City and was there as a buyer. And I'll tell you that the uh, experience as a buyer is far different from the experience as a member of the press because, uh, you know, hearing the press uh, spiel is much different from the spiel that they give people who could potentially be business partners and customers. Um, it, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun and listening to the various ways that uh, they're able to facilitate. You know, um, uh, becoming uh, uh, you know helping retailers become customers is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, Toy Fair is one of those ones. Like I had a small list of conventions and whatnot that if I ever got a chance to cover. I, I would love to. Yeah, you have to get in there prepared though, because what PCN underscore dirt. Uh, uh, I kind of knew about this, but what he reminded me of is that you have to have appointments to get into a lot of these things, like right. Mattel, like the big ones. And if you don't get in there quickly, uh, a lot of those slots get taken up. And by the time I got in there on Sunday, all the slots have been taken up through for Hasbro. They've been taken up through the rest of the show for Mattel. They had gone. They were taken up until Tuesday, and I wasn't able to attend on Tuesday. So yeah, and part of that was my fault because you actually did ask me a while back uh, about going, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, yeah, 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 I'll look into it," and I completely <laughs> forgot. So, but even uh, even still, you know, but, well, but a lot of them once you're registered, mm-hmm. then you can do them. You can set them up in advance by email, mm-hmm. so you could actually set up your appointment like two months in advance, so you know when you get there, you've got an appointment. Right. That's that's what the Hasbro folks told me. They uh, they gave me some of the contact information so that I could sign up for next year. So hopefully we'll get that worked out so that next year will be a little bit, uh, you know, I'll, finally, I'll, I'll get into the uh, the promised land and, and, and see Marvel Legends uh, before they come out. <laughs> because Hasbro, listen, just b- before we get into it, Hasbro, you know, is, is the 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 the. the the big, you know, the the big man on campus, basically, or off campus in this case, because they weren't even around. You had to walk. You had to go quite a bit away, a ways away to get to them. Well, when you're the big dog, you make the rules. I mean, yeah, no, that is the yeah. truth. I mean, that's yeah, pretty much like other conventions kind of have similar with the big dogs. So, uh, so here's a question I have for you, real quick, before we actually get into the, the, the stuff. Did you actually make a list of stuff that, that that's coming? that you might be particularly uh, interested in partaking of? I mean, I'm a, I'm a Marvel guy. So a lot of the, a lot, you know, I went through a lot of the photos that people had taken and a lot of the official photos that Hasbro was released in the week, in the, in the days since uh, Toy Fair has ended. So um, I definitely saw that stuff uh, just very quickly then, you know, from what I was able to see, um, there's a, a die cast Voltron that's going to come out. Um, both the lion and the vehicle formats are coming out later this year, and that's going to be very interesting. I, I'm, I hesitate to to, uh, to think about how expensive that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know what I discovered? You know, speaking of what I, uh, of the uh, the the retail of, of, of coming in from the retailer's perspective, from the actual customer's perspective, um, I didn't realize that Gundam. Um, those those models, those kind of like action figure slash models, are actually pretty 
inexpensive. Some of them. There are like, I, well, right, not, not the high, high, right, not the mess grade stuff, but yeah, some of the like standard, standard grade ones are, are, yeah, are relatively cheap. But once you start getting right. like master grade, from what I understand, yeah, it gets pricey. I mean, that's, you know, it's, 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 it's actually cheaper than Transformers, but then once you get, you know, as you mentioned, once you get to the high end stuff, that's, you know, it's, we're talking about hundreds of dollars. And you have to build those mostly. Right. But if you're talking about something that, you know, that is articulated and you can put, you kind of snap together very quickly and kind of have something cool for your desk, Mm. most of these things run actually less than a Marvel Legends. (laughs) You know, obviously there's a little bit of labor involved and, you know, putting it together. Yeah, that's that's always been my issue. Like they used to run commercials and they would say, um, you know, what is your what is your level of dedication? Yes. Or something like that. Mm. You level one, level two or level three and mm-hmm. level one is like you just rip open the package. Level three is like you've got the tweezers out and you're, you know, finally putting these little pieces. Of, like I'm a level one, maybe yep. a point five. You know? <laughs> like I'm, like that, 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 I'm, I'm not getting into that, you know? Right. I'm at most a level two. I am not even trying to be a level three. I'll try to snap it together. I'll, I'll crack out. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take out the, uh, the exacto knife, you know, to, to, uh, take out some of the parts but that's it i have sat and watched people like watch videos of people putting the fun to get some gunpla together and no I, even that i couldn't just like you know what no this is taking too long i can't i can't even do this <laughs> so i'm probably yeah, no, that's what, five myself. Yeah, that's, yeah that's i was gonna say that's pretty much like the one though my one takeaway was you know seeing what those are msrp for and you know how much they are for retailers. So it's, you know, it's, I, I hesitate to think that that's my next addiction because it's actually reasonably priced. <laughs> it's, they're ridiculously cool looking though. And plus I have, I'm being, I fairly, I, a decent fan of Gundam. Like I would, that would be something I would have wanted to do at one point in time, but it's like, no, right. I'm not sitting there putting all that stuff together. That's just ridiculous. Well, like, like, like PC and underscore dirt. You know, you could be level one and like take it out of the package, and it's a couple of clicks. You know, like once you snap it out of the uh, the, the plastic frame packaging, right? So, you know, I can do that. But anyway, but, um, yeah. that's pretty much. You know, that was you know a lot. That was just the the, the takeaway I got. I could tell you that the one thing I really wanted to get is uh, Street Fighter Two uh, Arcade One Up box. You know, cabinet, and I I'm pretty and and they all. You know what's funny is that I, I think you can find that on your toaster now, man. Come on, right? No, but. Uh, PTN underscore dirt mentioned this, I think, about um, how these uh, cabinets are put together. Because I asked them, you know, uh, about how to deal with controllers or buttons that don't work anymore. Because growing up in the arcades, you knew you knew that was you're, a you're smacking those those right. punch buttons really hard. They have know, a they pretty go good off. cottage industry for that stuff too. Uh, I right. imagine, but yeah. I mean, I know for a fact. But anyway, but what they told me is that it's a pretty simple, like you know, one piece. Uh, you know, they they come out in like chunks. Like so board, you know, yeah. yeah, they'll just send you uh, they'll just send you a replacement part, and you just swap it out, and it's actually pretty uh, straightforward. So I was pretty impressed at how they had made it uh, relatively. Uh, reasonable, not cheap, hmm. but it's reasonable to have one of these mini arcade boxes in your house. I mean, yeah, now 
those, of uh-huh. course, are they're three fourths scale, so they're right. a little short. Sure. And they do have a riser box that you can buy to put underneath it to jack it up a little bit, but it's yep. still something you're going to be sitting in a chair, sitting on a stool, something doing it, not right. standing up unless you want you know some back problems after a while. Right. Um, but, but yeah, they are neat. Like they are the type of thing because they are shorter. If I had the space for them, I'd just put in, you know, a riser that would run you know six feet, and then it'd have two or three or four of them, you know, sitting on there that you can just walk up to. That would be the right height, but they are cool. They're mm-hmm. very cool. For- right. And they sell risers and it's not that expensive, although it seems like 40 bucks is a bit too much, but you know, if you just kind of fold it into the overall cost, it's not as. Yeah. And you, a lot of times you can find them on sale, especially around Christmas. A lot of times, sure. uh, some places, if you bought them online, they would throw in the riser for free when you bought the, arcade machines so just watch out for some of that type of stuff and sure. once it, they're kind of new now but i think once it swings around and like the next wave of them starts to hit then you'll see some of those older ones drop off people have to move some of that inventory and you'll see some better deals like on amazon and places like that sure and five dollars is much cheaper than than like if there is that one industry you know people making full-size ones or you put together full-size ones with a pc or something or even you know just using the guts of a uh, well, yeah, behind which you. is which is what I have, right? Uh, behind you. Yeah, behind yeah. You. Got, you, you can kind of barely see it in the in the frame, but it's back over here in the mm-hmm. corner. It's actually a PC that's in there, mm-hmm. uh, wired through to the arcade stick and buttons. So it's 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 an old arcade machine that I've ripped apart and you know put new guts in. Yeah, sure. so that that is still on, you know, right? That's an option much. as well. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's it's you know for for someone who grew up. Uh, playing Street Fighter Two and 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 you know in some of the, the the weirdest and worst places in New York City, you know. Um, listen, I I took on all comers. I was in Maryland one time at like some like a, I think it was a bowling alley, and I was surrounded by all these suburban kids who were like, "I got next." I'm you know j- j- trying to beat me and quarters uh, up, you know. Well, yeah, but also early '90s. If you're playing like in the Times Square area, that's you're you're pushing the drug dealers out of the way. You're pushing the prostitutes aside. Absolutely right. Going past you know four strip clubs so you can get to the laundromat that had the machines. You know. Well, I mean, they had, there was an arcade in Times Square back then. There was also a great arcade in Penn Station. Um, I actually remember going up there uh, with some buddies to to play Street Fighter. So damn you! Jay, I remember. Right? I remember going to Times Square. I think it was '92, is when I was up there. And uh, it was it was still pretty shady. It yeah. was, uh like it was you know it's starting to get dark. It's time to go. You know, type mm-hmm. of not anymore. No, not anymore. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Drop your baby off. Set it on the sidewalk. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but it's <laughs> very very different. Which from us, so, I need to right. baby buses. But anyway, so yeah, this guess what? This is a, this is a comic book podcast after all. <laughs> So let us run back on that track. We will we will have some toy new toy um fair news later on in the show. But for right now, we're going to get into some comics of the week. Uh starting off with Batman number sixty-five. Gentlemen. There's that. <laughs> it was Batman. Yep. Flash. Actually, you know, this is a uh, I I love this. Uh, this is not Tom King. <laughs> uh, I know it's kind of sacrilege to say in some circles, but um, this is a lot of fun. So this is a they do another Flash Batman crossover, just like they did with the button, right? 
a couple years ago. And um, has it already been a couple years? Jesus, because well, I want to say it was like Flash twenty. Well, maybe it was a year because they do they do these bi monthly, right? So I don't know. Anyway, or bi weekly. Bi weekly. Anyway, yeah. But anyway, um, so this is not written by Snyder. This uh, ties into Heroes in Crisis, which I'm not a big fan of Heroes in Crisis, but this particular story. I'm not exactly sure how it ties in other than the fact that it seems to be happening at the same time, um, but how it will actually tie in to, to the greater Heroes in Crisis arc is kind of questionable at that point, but they do seem to be pushing towards it, um, that there might be some sort of fallout because of what happened in that book, um, but not necessarily like it's a missing chapter of that story. But anyway, um, so Gotham and Gotham Girl uh, uh, apparently have returned in one form or another. And uh, uh, Batman, of course, you know, tried to stop them from being heroes. Gotham died. Gotham girl, he told her, you know, don't use your powers because it'll kill you. Uh, And now she's back to be the hero and she doesn't seem to care. And her brother is somehow back. And so Flash and Batman are trying to figure out what the deal is. And um, there's been a lot of time travel shenanigans and other stuff going on in the flash book. And they kind of cross over into this a little bit. So it may be a little confusing to uh, Batman readers who haven't been reading flash. Um, but this is like, this is the type of Batman story I want. There's a lot of punching. There's a lot of, you know, flying the, the bat wing. There's, uh, you know, them, uh, using their detective skills, their CSI skills to, uh, figure out some of the stuff that's going on. Um, and it looks like there may be a villain involved, which, in fact, does tie back into the story that Snyder has been telling. King. Or, yeah, King. That's what I meant. Right. King. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, wanted to, yeah, I wanted to add that, uh, you know, this is woven into the greater uh, story, the greater, like, 100-plus arc, 100-plus issue arc that, uh, that the King is weaving. Um, what we find out is, you know, minor spoiler alert. Um, Gotham Girl is uh, utilizing uh, Venom to, um, you know, to uh, to assist herself and to assist Gotham, um, you know, kind of regain, you know, life and 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 uh, and his powers, um, and that's how that uh, relates back to and weaves itself into the greater. Um, uh, Bane story that's happening in Batman, uh, you know, in the issues immediately preceding this. So, and how exactly it ties into Heroes in Crisis isn't uh, really crystal clear yet. Um, but it looks like it could be a red herring. Well, it, it's 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 happening simultaneously. So Barry right. is dealing with the fact that he found out that Wally has been killed. Right. Um, and there's also the question of of you know, did Bruce send Gotham girl to sanctuary for her to try to get better? And is she the one responsible for the killing? So there's another, you know, in the, in the main story itself, it's like, did booster gold do it? Did Harley Quinn do it? And they keep kind of going back and forth. And now it's like another wrench in the story. Was it actually Gotham girl who did it and killed everybody, you know, uh, with her going crazy and, and having these powers. Was it Bane? Was Bane involved? Wait, did he do it? Oh, but neither one of these people have shown up in Heroes in Crisis. Right, but the idea is that this is happening at the same time. Sure. Right. So 
it, it may cross over in one way or another, or again, it may just be a red herring in the story thrown in by Bane because Bane knows about what's going on in Heroes of Crisis. Exactly. So mm. It's just kind of one of those things. Exactly. The useful thing to know is that Gotham Girl is essentially a Superman-level character and, you know, with all the powers. Mm. So that includes, you know, being super fast enough to be able to get in and out of things without being seen. So there's that. Yep. 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 Yeah. So there's a lot going on in this story. Um, and again, a lot of it, you know, feels kind of like red herrings and you're not, it's, it keeps mentioning like, this is part of heroes in crisis, whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, maybe it is, maybe it, it's not really, you know, maybe a tie in, not necessarily, uh, you know, crossover or part of the story. But at the same time, I like, I like these three parts of the story a lot better than anything I've read in, you know, Batman with, Catwoman and the wedding and the yeah. yeah who cares about all that stuff right because because there's a there there's a lot less uh deconstructing the bad in this and, and not a what? whole issue of Batman just repeating I am Bane as he's fighting through a castle <laughs> yeah ultimately this is a this is a, a a pretty good story right now uh, it's a nice little crossover between the Batman book and the Flash title so and they make a good team. Right, and they should. I mean, I don't know how often they've done it in the past. I, w- I was wondering if you would know offhand. I, well, I know they've done it a handful of times, um, but I think it was more of a Justice League thing mm. with the two of them. It's like, oh, we have to figure this out. Okay, Batman, Flash, you guys go figure it out. You know, got it. Thing. Um, but as far as their two particular books, I don't know that it's really been all that regular. But yeah, they are. They are uh, kind of. Friends, in the sense that uh, Batman respects Flash and his ability to actually be a detective and a crime solver, not just a crime fighter. Right, so, yeah. right, right. Because it's not something that was ever uh, played up in. You know, we'll use uh, the Justice League and the Justice League Unlimited cartoons as an example. So, well, maybe cartoons lied to you. <laughs> All righty. Uh, President Bartlett. Watch next. Yes. Um, Doctor Strange number 11 is next. And uh, sure. that is for both of us. Um, this for me is a potential click of the week. It was pretty good. It was also kind of short though. Cause I was expecting, I was like, wow, they, they, they bring up all of this and, and it, it ended in this issue. The whole, you know, the whole thing with so basically the fall team, which is Dormammu's uh, people, uh, have come to Earth to collect for, uh, for you know, to, to collect their debts from the magic that Doctor Strange has been using, um, which gives Dormammu a uh, reason to to come and you know to try to be a part of that, right? But, um. He was also kind of self-selfing on his part, and that's where, but you know, and that's where we kind of get into all that. So the stuff with the, the accountant that's been brought up—that's still kind of up in the air after this. But we just basically dealt with uh, them taking taking care of um, <laughs> the, the the presumed invasion of Earth by the fall team. Sure. So 
what's cool about this is that it, you know, as Roddy Cat was alluding to, it's kind of a quick wrap up with a nice neat bow on things, but it's not because things such as the accountant and his boss, which is which right. I love about this issue, is that Wade actually points out that yeah, here's where we still need to go. Here's what's still open after um, what seems like a nice tidy win by the good guys, and I really like that. Um, you know, one of the things that that, that this harkened back to was um, Doctor Strange and Dormammu's face off in the movie, where there's a little bit more talking. There's not the sa- it's not the same as you know I'm here to bargain, right? But there's a little bit of outthinking on the part of uh, Doctor Strange when it comes to dealing with Dormammu, and you know I, I like that that uh, you know is a, is a real callback to that. Um, they even throw in a little bit of Dormammu's, uh, like part of his origin in here. And they also wrap up the, uh, the ancient ones, uh, little mini arc in these stories as well, which is still slightly, I, I don't want well, I guess confusing, confusing probably would be for lack of a better word, because the ancient one was dead, presumably, or transcended or something. I don't know. But then he mm. came back, lost his magic, got it. Now he has his magic back, but now he's pretty much still walking around flesh, flesh and blood. Sure. And um, it's a, it's, it's kind of a cool thing where, you know, without spoiling too much, they do, uh, uh, put the ancient one into, um, a new situation with one of Dr. Strange's supporting characters. Yes. Which, and, I, which was cool to see. Uh, Right, and I think that's a nice little direction for, for that character. uh, these characters, right, for these two characters to take. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah, and, and with that, it also leaves it leaves the rest of the supporting cast that that was alone. So basically, it was it was Zelma, Akana, and Wong who were all uh, kidnapped by the the accountant, and they had a good chunk chunky length of the story, you know, uh, to do with the story. Or to do with this issue more, and I, I liked the, the turns of them, and also at the end of the issue, kind of left them seemingly all in pretty decent standings, or at least getting to be in better standings with Doctor Strange because you know he was all estranged from all of them for one reason or another, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but they seem to be looking to be getting in a right. p- better place after this, right? One. It definitely helps to have been uh, to, to 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 have read not just this volume of Doctor Strange, but the last volume, yes. because that's how uh, we've gotten to these. You know, that, it's kind of tough to uh, to 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 ask that of folks who read a number one issue and and uh, you know have to have read the previous volume of the book, right? You know, and I really don't like that. Because then uh, there's the then there's the well, who is this person? Who are these people? And you know, it's really a it's really a, uh, an excellent way of continuing the story. Hmm. I'm just not a fan of how they relaunched this book. This is just the next you know, this is just the next phase of Doctor Strange under a new creative team, and it takes into a, into account these characters, these supporting characters, especially what's. Uh, uh, Strange's relationship with Wong and Zelma mm-hmm. from the previous uh, from the previous volume. So, other than you know, other than you know, uh, you know that particular hang up about um, how the story is really not easy to get into if you're literally picking this up as your first ever volume of Doctor Strange. It's pretty good because it is incorporating a lot of what's 
come before it in the recent past. And, um, you know, it's, you know, as we were saying before, there's still, you know, some, some dangling plot lines, uh, left in this. And we're not jumping into it in the next issue because the next issue is going to be dealing with, um, someone who's, uh, got some problems going on over in the fantastic four right now. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's an interesting way to go. Um, which, and, and seeing the solicits from that, looks like, I don't know, it could be going a little more crazier, but we'll see when that gets to that. Um, that means that, yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty much it for Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the next one to do would be, cause I thought I had something else to say about that, but I don't. Avengers, no roads home, no road home. Number two, we'll get to that. All right. Um, this was another, you know, this was a good issue, uh, because it's weekly, you know, it's definitely got to have things moving along. I, the one thing that jumped out at me was it's apparently a very bad time to be a part of any of the mythic pantheons of gods, um, uh, in the Marvel universe, because they're all getting their neck snapped basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what? When you know, like, how could this? When could this? Why could this? Yeah, who did? You know, like, like, wow, yeah. who, who, who could do this to Zeus? Well, we found that. Yeah. Out. yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert! There, I wasn't trying to drop. Who got the next time? I mean, you know, huh. you know, that was some. That was some. Some. Some pretty. You know, that that was that was pretty shocking to me. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, I mean, other than that, you know, there's there's. Um, you know the, the the crux of the story is it's another chase for bits of stone, you know, for little stones <laughs> yeah. around the universe. I thought about so that. Of, you know, it's, that's kind of derivative, but what are you going to do? And one, I, well, and I would imagine, and one with, and at least it's not six; it's half. It's half that. And they did kind of tell you where these stones are. Which one of them? I think I, I think I know. And plus, the the, the images in the back of the book for the next couple of issues. We're also mm-hmm. kind of telling, but so I guess we know where the, where the Avengers are going uh, after that. Uh, well, actually, where they're going as of this issue. But, so, um, the the one thing I was going to say is one, it you know, as was per my notes, it really goes well when a character is the narrator of the story. Sometimes, and this scene really? was kind of going, yeah. yeah, going that route because Hawkeye is the one is is narrating this for the most part. And at again, and it seems like he's in a predicament. Uh, a predicament that was um, foreshadowed last last uh, issue, right? But we'll see we don't how that that's yeah, actually how all pans out, right? Well, I suspect it's it's not as it, it is not it's as not as it seems. Yes, uh, and given one of the clues of where the people, you know, where the these what's these stones are supposed to be, you know, now the other thing, the other thing I was going to say is like, okay. I was wondering how they were going to, because this is presumably, not, well, not even presumably, but this is the sequel to the last Avengers event from last year, um, No Surrender, which we talked about last week with the, the first uh, issue. And you kind of wondered how it was going to tie into that, if it was going to, and showing the events of what happened to the, the Pantheon and you know, how some certain people came into play. You get that. Which I'm like, okay, that actually makes some sense. There you go. But I guess I, I suspect Al Ewing and crew probably may have had this ginned up since since the last uh, that last event. 
So, because it seemed too good to just like, well, just pull that out of thin air. Um, the only other thing that kind of weirded me, I was like, hey, guess what? We assembled this crew, but one person hadn't been seen since since everything got popped off, and then we see him in a, in a panel here, which was uh, Spectrum Monica Rambeau. I'm like, well, wait a minute, why why have they not even shown her? You know, if she'd been recruited, but she's been hiding out in Vision this whole time, weirdly enough. Like, that's strange. To me. I don't know. So, it's just weird. Um, anywho, outside of that, I don't know. what uh, The story's moving. To it's where, a weekly we don't story. Know. So, yeah, we'll see what happens next week. Right. And, and yeah, being this a weekly one, we can, you know, we'll, you know. We'll see what happens next week. All right. Uh, let's see. So what you want to do now? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy number two. We were just talking about this off the air. Sure. So this crew's not getting along quite well. That well. Right. So uh, <laughs> just, a, just a quick note to the listeners and viewers. Um, PC underscore dirt was trying, was asking to help get caught up on what's happening in Guardians of the Galaxy. And essentially, um, you know, to get to get caught up on on this new iteration of the Guardians, it's it's kind of necessary to at least understand what's happened during the Infinity Wars um, storyline. Some of it is recapped here, and you know, partially over the span of the first two issues of the series, you, you kind of get an idea of what's happened um, over the course of Infinity Wars. But now we have. Uh, we have this this group of uh, this non team. They're kind of the defenders of the uh, of, of of the universe. Forget the guardians of the galaxy. They're the defenders of the galaxy. Basically, we're going to say defenders of Earth, and I'm like, that's a different crew. No, exactly. That's, I made sure to, to to throw in either universe or galaxy, um, because uh, you know, much like the defenders in the Marvel universe, they're a non team. Uh, they don't exactly get along and, um, uh, they're still kind of trying to get, uh, trying to figure out where, where they're going from here because of the events that happened in the first issue. Yep. And, uh, we still have, a, some slight comedy with, uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider getting into a scrap with Groot and his scrapplings and then his his explaining himself again to Quill and Quill's like yeah none of that I don't, I don't like any of that so that's that's always amusing the fact that, that, that that's still kind of canon um outside of that yeah I I don't know uh, I I slightly dread having to go back and, and um <clears throat> catch up with Infinity Wars and kind of hate to have to and I guess going back to what you were saying about Doctor Strange like there's plenty of books we can say that you have to kind of read the you know most a lot of books that have been continuations of books that just right. kind of just continue to go on and helping you you've already been there that's sadly that's the way the last couple of years have been right so right i mean ultimately you can sort of get caught up you know using those first page recaps yeah. uh that are still thankfully part of uh a lot of times. um but, uh, you know, this one's a little, you know, the, the, this particular series is a little tough. just wanted to mention that there appears to have been a change of loose team allegiance in this book. 
Uh, so the, the the players are still shifting on the board when it comes to uh, you know the grand mission of trying to figure out what to do with the possible reappearance of a new quote unquote new Thanos. Um, that's what is being teased. Um, you know, in the wake of uh, Thanos um, getting whacked, and this is what we were telling um, PC and underscore Dirt earlier that uh, this is what happened during um, Infinity Wars that we tried not to spoil as best we could. Yeah, and you know, hey, switching up the, the lineup of a Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy team in the last probably ten twenty years—that that's a kind of a thing that happens. So, right. It's very subtle because we're used to seeing a core group and that core group has kind of been decimated. So we'll see how this, this particular version of the guardians kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, blends together because once that core group had been um, established through the Abnet and landing run and going into the newer versions, um, you know, we had that core group that we saw in the movies, and now we're starting to see that group splintered. You know, uh, and um, you know, we're not 100 percent sure if they're going to reform at any point in time soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I guess we can move on to yes. let's since we both did uh, Avengers, let's do Avengers 15. There's not that much that needs to be said about this. No, not uh, really, but still. You know, it's it's the next issue of the Vampire War. Um, to get everyone caught up, the last issue of Vampire War had um, the Shadow Colonel, who's a newer character who leads a group of vampires, basically uh, getting caught on purpose to infiltrate uh, Avengers Mountain. And um, they've basically taken over, spoiler alert, They're basically taking. Oh, I just heard myself. They're basically taken over. They've basically taken over the Ghost Rider um, by uh, by uh, not necessarily uh, controlling um, uh, uh, Robbie Reyes, but rather the spirit or the the spirit of vengeance that uh, is occupying his body. Yep. Which leads to some some things happened, and of course, so okay, so. so that stuff aside, so we have this whole uh, um, side thing with Dracula seeking right, asylum. That, yeah, that, yeah, that's what's happening in the background because that's the larger arc of like the the the, the worldwide vampire uh, hierarchy being overturned. You know, that's that's the Shadow Colonel's uh, right. goal. Right. So we have this that whole thing and Dracula seeking asylum in Russia, um, which leads. The Avengers have to send somebody there, and they send Tony Stark, who, who's, I don't know. This is probably something they ginned up for this. So apparently, hey, guess what? Howard Stark ended up go, go, going to see Dracula at some point in the past, and then it, and the, and I f- totally forgot about the fact that Tony's adopted mm-hmm. because you know that whole thing because they brought right. that up you know in the course of this. And I'm like, wait, wait, when did Howard Stark meet this? Meet, meet, or when did Tony meet Dracula? Much less uh, Howard Stark, you know. But I, again, like I said, it's probably something they just ginned up for this because I can't imagine that actually happening anywhere in you know in the past. Right. Although, given Marvel's history, you probably could have. Um, 
then of course you had little man things running around, little man thing things going around, and Shadowcron will talking a whole a whole whole lot about you know monologuing villain style like he does, you know, during the whole during his whole run. So yeah, I don't know this whole. I don't know how long. I'm assuming this is going to be the rest of the arc. I don't know because they were kind of bouncing back and forth to the hundred one million BC stuff, and but they seem to be kind of trying to take care of this before they go into other stuff. Now I assume. My my guess is that they'll probably wrap this arc, and then you know we'll see where we go kind from there. Back up to the other for something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah so one of the other members of that one million BC uh, Avengers group. Right. Because you're going into this, you see that one thing, and I was like, well, that has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was a good issue, but it still had nothing to do with what's going on now. Mm-hmm. But you know, nevertheless, like I said, that's that. Uh, you want to throw out another book? Uh, I know PC and underscore dirt uh, didn't read this this week, but I was wondering if he had been keeping up with Justice League, the Snyder Justice League. Um, I'm several issues behind. Like oh. I've got, a, in fact, like I've got, a, I've got them sitting right over here, sitting uh-huh. right next to my desk. I just have not gotten to read them yet. Okay, how many issues behind? Enough. Okay, <laughs> I will. I mean, the re- you know the reason why I ask is I. Right. I mean, well, well, don't don't worry about spoilers because who knows how long it'll be until I can get to some of these. I mean, ultimately, um, without without going too far into it, you know, a lot of Snyder's story, you know, is is looping back to what happens in issue one with uh, Vandal Savage. And, uh, you know, and the whole creation of this, you know, Legion of Doom and Luthor, you know, Luthor's machinations um, in, in, in forming this kind of, you know, uh, the Saturday morning. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was getting to that. I was trying to come up with a cute way of saying that, <laughs> um, you, know, the, you know, so what we have is uh, Luthor and Brainiac. Um, Kind of uh, pitting their wills and their minds and their uh, and, and 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 their various means of treachery against each other. So uh, keep in mind that Perpetua is the end game. You know, is is the goal here because that's what they've all been looking for. So uh, there's a lot of backstory in this about that. And um, my one note while I was reading this and when I, and after I finished this, because it's, you know, not, nothing, is, no, no conclusion is reached here. We're still, um, uh, in another, it's just another chapter in, um, uh, you know, this whole perpetua storyline. But I have to tell you that, uh, the new 52 continuity has me so confused all the time. <laughs> um, you know, uh, maybe I'm kind of, you know, me, maybe my my understanding of the Superman mythos goes back too far, because um, the origin of Luthor has changed a couple of times. Uh, you know, as to like why he went bald and like how smart his father was or wasn't. So I know a lot of that stuff has changed, but uh, it's it, it makes my head hurt um, because I'm not a, a regular reader. If I was a regular reader, that would be another story. I might be on top of how things have changed from. Uh, reboot to reboot so no i'm a regular reader and i still don't remember a lot of it <laughs> changed itself exactly. so many of it is just kind of an arbitrary in fact there's i think there are times that it's it's contradicted itself because a new writer takes over and they want to do things different and so they just do it different 
Gotcha. All right. All right. So with that, unless dirt, you want to put some time in on the what the other book you have, we can probably go into rapid fire if if not. I can wrap. It's just damage. I can wrap it. All righty. Here we come. Spinning it up. Rapid fire, folks. Go. All right. So I'll I'll uh, take the lead in rapid fire. My first book is going to be Return of Wolverine number five. Surprise, surprise, surprise. It's actually not a bad ending to an otherwise forgettable series. What? Why are you doing yeah. this to yourself? <laughs> Steve McNiven is back on art for this one. Right, because apparently he could only handle the first and the last issues, so we had Declan Shalvey doing issue. time constraints. So you didn't understand exactly. So, um, you know, my my assessment of this is that this really could have been told in three, maybe four issues. Um, Persephone's plot is basically only explained in this issue, and it's defeated in this issue after we wasted three whole issues to get here. Um, What's what's funny is that the the story actually flows directly into Wolverine and the Infinity Watch number one from the last page of this issue. So next up is Wolverine and the Infinity Watch number one, and really it's just stupendously weird seeing Wolverine and all this cosmic nonsense. Um, like why is he there? Why is he involved in this? But now we understand how he gets from. Uh, essentially being, you know, ripped out of that adamantium uh, case uh, uh, and being buried um, to where we are now, you know, where he's interacting with and understanding a lot of this cosmic stuff that's going on with the Infinity Gems. So that's essentially that's essentially where we are with Wolverine Infinity Watch. Not much can be really told without spoiling everything, but um, you have to understand what happened in Infinity Wars to understand how we got to where these gems have. Spoiler alert! Gained sentience and a sense of agency. So. Um, once you understand that, that kind of leads into where uh, Wolverine and Infinity Watch is probably going to go. Um, Uncanny X-Men number 12. Speaking of Wolverine, he's in this issue too. Um, you know, it's Wolverine and Cyclops trying to uh, rescue the, the mutants that have been left behind that were kind of um, on the fringes of the X-Men since the X-Men were transported into the alternate reality of, um, of X-Man. So these are the remainders. And um, they were all essentially captured by uh, the U.S. government and Cyclops and Wolverine are freeing them. And we may have seen the last of a member of 90s X-Factor. Um, stronger, but uh, nobody stays dead in the X Men corner of the Marvel Universe. And finally, the last book I wanted to talk about in rapid fire is Hulk Marines. Um, it's so funny to see Wolverine and Hulk and Weapon H together. That is the that is the uh, the premise of this book. We all knew it was going to happen eventually, and it's actually kind of funny to see. Um, Greg Pak plays Greg Pak plays it really well. 
um and the art is actually pretty good so um i was amused i'm not keen on the concept of weapon h uh but i i like the idea of and they mention it in the book uh basically these two characters dealing with the character who's biting all of their gimmicks <laughs> so uh you know that that part is uh, pretty fun so uh that's it for my rapid fire did you happen to read that uh nightcrawler book the x-man speaking of the age of X-Men? I'm generally skipping a lot of that stuff. I might read it when it's all done. Mm, gotcha. I'm cool. not. Under, I'm really not invested in any of that. Not pulling it physically, and even though we should, I should be trying to keep up with it. Maybe in a, you know, uh, in a moment of I'm looking for something to read <laughs> type of thing. Right. You know, like uh, while we're going on, maybe if I see something that's supposed to be interesting, I might try to catch up. Mm. But uh, for now, I might catch, I might just read it once it's all done. Cool. Uh, Dirt, you want to do yours? Yeah, so all I have left is damage uh, that I read this week, and uh, the series is winding down. They've announced that it's ending, so uh, it was kind of a weird transition from the last issue to this issue, because in the last issue, he gets pulled into the Justice League, and basically they're going to help him somehow or another. Uh, And then in this issue, he suddenly wakes up, and he's on some random island full of monsters. And you start to find, as the story goes that these are all the big giant creatures that the Justice League fights and they dump them all on this island just so they can all exist as monsters like on their own. Sounds and, familiar. Um, so, uh, but the question comes up is... Is really, Godzuki there? Is who? <laughs> Godzuki. Godzuki? <laughs> the little baby Godzilla. Yeah, you don't remember... Wait, you don't remember the Godzilla uh, cartoon from the 80s? Where he rubbed his... No, where... <laughs> oh, man... No, no. Okay. So, um, I was talking about something. He's befuddled. Uh, I don't even Damage. Know. Yes. So, uh, Damage, yeah. Monster Island. So, he's on, he, yeah, he's on the island with all these monsters. And um, basically, the monsters, they all have an ecosystem. They all understand what's happening. And the monsters exist. Uh you know, even though they're all monsters, it, it, it works. And then damage comes in and he's like, you guys are the monsters and just starts attacking everything. And he has to realize that he's the one coming in, attacking them and destroying their way of life. And, you know, they exist in their own space so they can have whatever rules of society they want. You know, if they're going to eat each other and battle and whatever, that's just how it is for them. But why he's there is not really answered um you know the justice league said they're going to help him and then he's just dumped on this island it doesn't really there's no explanation given so i think there's only one more issue so i think the last issue is is supposed to just tie everything up with the character and you kind of get the feeling that he's just going to go off into the sunset on this island full of monsters never to be seen again hmm so uh, it's been too bad because I've really enjoyed the character. I like the idea of uh, DC's Hulk, but uh, it just hasn't panned out. So, so uh, that's just, just too bad. Gotcha. All right. That's well, all then, oh, mine real quick. Then, uh, Teen Titans number twenty-seven secrets revealed. Feelings start coming out. You know the, the you know, things happen with the team, and then. In uh, apparently correlation with another book that I haven't caught up on, Deathstroke coming. Uh, let's see. Bitterroot number four. Uh, a bunch of monsters hit Harlem in grand fashion, and the, the, the family has to um, 
Well, the the family's basically fighting on different fronts, but they're not all together uh, at this point. And something happens to one of the family members. Uh, that was probably inevitable, given that get, given that character. But we'll see what happens with them next issue. But I'm really still liking that book. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number three. A spider, a rhino, and a Captain America uh, step into a bar with no name. No, actually, they don't do that. But um, they seem to wrap up the whole missing children's thing. Like how Cap gives one of his uh, speeches again. So, you know, that's got the, 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 that happens every now and then. You know, because, uh, you know, he goes, he, he comes in, he doesn't actually take charge. He lets kind of Miles kind of lead the, lead the charge. And then, you know, Miles has doubts. And of course, like I said, Cap gives a speech, which, you know, ends up, um, ends up, uh, inspiring people as, as he tends to do. And the, uh, the quote unquote big bag of the issue apparently is a new person who I don't know if he's a mutant or a an uh, inhumor or whatever but he's very cursy and you know it's weird but anyway it gets wrapped up uh, and um, seemingly Miles' girlfriend may or may not know that he's Spider-Man but that's that's a whole nother thing here know that I'm sure will come out uh, some way or another Shuri number five um, I guess she couldn't find, I guess Riri was busy, so she calls upon the help of another second-rate iron person, uh, to help with her giant grasshopper problem. So she calls in Tony Stark, uh, who comes in and helps her with, um, you know, with the issue at hand, which is, well, one, it's the, the giant grasshopper, space grasshopper, and two, it's the black hole that said grasshopper left, which is the, the a growing problem, but out of that problem becomes an old villain, Moses Moses Magnum. Some of you of a certain vintage may may know who that might be. I forgot about this behind, so I you know whatever. Um, but they take care of that during the team up, and all's well as that. But the, the giant space grasshopper is still out there that they have to deal with. And um, Shuri may or may not, well it actually does happen. Spoiler alert: Shuri takes up the mantle again. After begrudgingly not wanting to do so, um, so she got a new suit out of it too, but it looks good. Uh, Unstoppable Wasp number four. So, if, so this and last issue um, is kind of the aftermath of her think tank being attacked by AIM. Uh, some people got hurt, and presumably there might be a clone or something. Like that. But this issue. And the last issue, or the end of the last issue, it deals with the fact that she's probably she is definitely more like her dad than um, than than, than realize, or like people do realize this, especially one Janet Van Dyne who has seen all of this before, and so it comes out that you know she's bipolar, and the big fight happens, and she ends up doing some she some she's pretty much acting like her dad kind of would have done during a breakdown or something like that you know and but in this case at least she has a group of people that's trying to look out for her and it kind of ends up a little bit better than how hank's deals have uh but it's it brings up some some things that needs to get worked on with her and this is the start of that uh last but not least gobots number four this is a weird book <laughs> i don't know dirt um, I don't know. Have you have you checked this out? I'm I'm not a fan of that guy's work. It's 
every time I look at that book, I just get disappointed. Like he did the GI Joe versus he did, Transformers. Yes, and, and like, neither one of us liked that one because of the art. Someone punked with that book, and I, I saw this. I'm like, nope, no way. So I can safely say that while he's still kind of going for that style, well, it's so his his art style is kind of like a uh, Ed Piscor's uh, um, 1870 kind of. Okay. So it's that he it's at least a little bit cleaner than that Transformers GI Joe one because that was that art was just all kind of crazy. Um, yeah, the story here gets kind of weird. So because so if you to catch up just a little bit, we we start off with supposedly the GoBots were or at least how they said it, the GoBots were made on Earth by humans supposedly, but one human decides to tinker with some programming and that causes all of them to go planet of the apes and take over. But that doesn't seem to be the case, or that may not seem to be the case, as uh within as we found out last issue, uh some time may or may not have passed. I don't know, it's some weird shit going on. And Gobatron, which is the GoBots planet, has uh, they have basically made their planet surrounding Earth. So basically, Earth is the core, and then uh, excuse me, so Gobatron is basically surrounding it. And the only humans that are left are the ones that was with this one particular Gobot that was out in space. And some things happen with that, and but they're still around. So in this issue, you know, they they realize that hey, they're on Earth. You know, at at the core of Gobatron and. They're trying to take down the dinosaur thing and Zod and Hope. It's just a weird ass story. I don't know. I, I may or may not. It, it was. I just had to check this out just to see where this was going. And I don't know. I may or may not I, stick around to see where this is going. But it's just been just straight weird. And yeah. Anyway, but that is it for me. And that is the end of the books uh, for the week. So now we go to clicks of the week. Clicks of the week. And uh, we already have Tim's pick, which was Guardians of the Galaxy number two. It's not a bad pick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it's got to be Batman 65. All right. Batman 66. Got it. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, you know, in the right week. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I about to say, there probably is a crossover with Batman 66 out there somewhere at this point. But Oh, they'll find a, an excuse to do a multiverse crossover that way, I'm sure. Right? Oh, man. A Batman. I don't, actually, I don't even know. I'm not sure if I want to call that one into existence. They'll do that, They'll do that with Justice League 78 and Batman 66 and uh, Justice could, League International 1992. When was that pilot that came out that was terrible? Oh, no. Oh, man. They'll mix all that in. <laughs> and the they'll Rainbow. find a way. Yeah, I know. But imagine if they did do a multiversal Batman. Just all the Batmans coming together. You can either get the Rainbow Batman back. But anyway, that's yeah. enough about that. Uh, 87, you got yours? I'm still working on it. Gotcha. So, um, hmm. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I I will probably go with Doctor Strange number 11. I like that book. I might second that. That, that, Because that series issue was pretty decent, but it was kind of a hit and quit it. But Doctor Strange was, I, I... I felt like it. I, this is probably one of the few times I kind of wish it had had been another issue with some of the stuff that was going on. But at the same time, like, no, nah, it just kind of wrapped right. up nice and neat. Right, only part of it wrapped up nice and neat. That's the well, thing. yeah, 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 um, yeah. I think I'm going to second that. That'll be my click of the week as well. All right, solid. Yeah. Believe it or not, Uncanny X Men number twelve actually came in a close second. That's what I was just looking at. Like, hmm, I wonder if I should buck everybody's trend and make it a different book for everybody. Yeah, you know, 
happens here and there. And with that, where your heart leads you. Yeah, no, right? Hey, that's what we always do sometimes. Um, and with that, I'm thinking, unless you're going to stick around, uh, Dirt, we're going to say goodbye to you? Yeah, it's it's way past my bedtime now. Ah, uh, it's okay. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> Actually, I went to bed at about 1.40 last night and woke up at 6 a.m. today. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like fun times. Yeah, that's been my day today. So uh, I'm, I'm going to finish this uh, Stella Artois and I'm going to head off to bed. <laughs> All right. Peace out. See you guys. Take care. Later. All righty. And our first ad read of the night. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Stella Artois, the closest we can get is for Wink. I know, right? The personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Toronto, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. So place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, Go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines through cspn.us. Do it today. And now we roll into the news. Indeed, and like we do all the ways about this time, we start off with the cinematic news. Well, what is that? Oh, wow. Anyway, um, starting off, report. The latest Star Trek animated series could find a home at, Siri- uh, at Nickelodeon. So apparently they're going to do another um, Star Trek animated series. And this is not the one that we talked about probably a while back, uh, the Lower Decks one. This is a different one, seems like. Um, the Hollywood Produce has word that the deal is close, but close to being made that will see the untitled animated series produced by Alex Kurtzman, written by Troll Hunters Kevin and Dan Hagman, land on Nickelodeon, uh, which is weird because they got CBS All Access, but I guess they wanted to get it out there so that people can actually see it. <laughs> um, but apparently, nothing's being known about the series at, except for the fact that it exists. So, stay okay. tuned for that. Alrighty, next up. Um, there's a new Transformers animated series coming from Netflix and Rooster Teeth. Yes. So, Netflix and Hasbro have partnered with Rooster Teeth to develop a new Transformers animated trilogy series that will launch in 2020. The series is called Transformers War for Cybertron, and it's said to come complete with a new animation look and style. Right, so Rooster Teeth, as a lot of some of you know, are the people behind Red versus Blue and a few other things. Um, I believe I can't. I don't know. I think they are also the ones who did those the trilogy uh, that is out on um, on um, YouTube right now. Which, if you haven't seen, you should go check it out because it's pretty good and it's relatively short. Like, there's basically three. There's well. There's three, obviously it's a trilogy, So and there, um, I think 
all in total, each trilogy probably is a good 30 minutes, if that, all, all together. You know, and it basically goes into the Combiner Wars type stuff. So, and I believe it may or may not be the, uh, oh, they also did uh, RWBI, Ruby, whatever, and Genlock. So, yeah, you may know Ruby. I forgot about Rooster Deep did that. Um, but, so, yeah, so there's some people behind it. There's some, some people that are known to the Transformers universe and some uh, some other folks. So, look out for that coming this fall, I guess. Alrighty. Uh, next up, I forgot this. Me. Speaking of Transformers, uh, Bumblebee movie reboots reportedly uh, Transformers film franchise. So basically, the Mumble, Bumble, Bumblebee, the that's a different Autobot. Hmm. Uh, Bumblebee, uh, which have you seen that? No. Oh, okay. And no, I have actually, I haven't seen any of those Transformers. I take that back. That's a lie. That is a lie. I have seen some of them. Regardless, so apparently, Bumblebee movie that just came out re- fairly recently. Um, Maybe a reboot, uh, according to uh, this one Transformer site that right. went to Toy Fair. Right. So apparently, it's a it's a complete. You know, we're talk we're talking straight from scratch. This is the new origin of the Transformers. That Bumblebee is the uh, the the first scout on Earth. Right. Which so, kind of makes sense, I guess. Right. I mean, we're still talking about. Um, uh, uh, a ret- not a retcon. I mean, it's just a retelling of the story. So it's not exactly how the comics had told the story, but or even the cartoon. Right. Right. And I believe, from what I remember, there was a well, not from what I still haven't seen it, but there was a um, there was basically a scene in the beginning from Cybertron, and that's so. I guess that with that, and I hope that with what happened in the movie, that's what they're using as a possible um, catalyst for the reboot. And, right. there's a, and apparently, according to this article, there's a sequel to Bumblebee already happening. So, here we go again, folks. Right. Next up. Next up, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has confirmed he will not be in Fast and Furious 9. He's instead going to be uh, in the Hobbs and Shaw uh, spinoff movie that's uh, set to release later this year. Uh, Fast and Furious is set, is, uh, set to begin filming in the near future and uh, to be released next year. But uh, in the meantime, justice for Han. <laughs> um, I believe. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that, but um, um, yeah, and yeah, but, yeah. Anyway, though, I was going to mention the fact that I think uh, the Rock was not the only one who may or may not be back for um for nine because I believe it was I saw an article about Michelle Rodriguez may or may not be back also. But I don't think we record ported on it. Are you right. going to see? Are you going to see Hobbs and Shaw day one? No. Hmm. Sounds about right. I mean, it's, it's still in the franchise. It's still in the. I know. I know. I'll take my time. <laughs> I mean, why you at it? You can go see the others in the tra- uh, the the, the transporter, which is also in the same unit. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to go back on that again. Anyway. Next up, um, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson wants Kamala Khan to appear in the sequel. And I say, yes, let that happen. Maybe we should start pronouncing her name like uh, uh, the way Senator Harris pronounces it, Kamala. Nah, I'm good with Kamala. Uh, Until I hear otherwise, it's... It's It's Kamala. Yeah, I don't... mm, That's, yeah. 
with all due respect to the senator, but you know, um, just nah. But so yeah, uh, at a press conference for the film held this week in Singapore, Larson was asked which superhero she'd like to share the screen with in Captain Marvel two. My dream, she says, uh, my dream would that would be in Miss Marvel gets to come into play. And I and I saw that and I was like, wait, was she? And I feel bad for saying that because like she's probably she's savvy, uh, you know, because you hate to treat people like, well, she's just an actress, so she don't she might not know. Like there's just a lot of comic book savvy people, da, 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 da. so she may have already known. And I'm sure, you know, the the character, she's abreast of the character core, and uh, so I don't even think honestly, I don't even think it needs to go that far because a lot of the Captain Marvel stuff that they're tapping into is a fairly recent vintage. So um, she probably, you know, she probably had a chance to read a couple of, uh, but that's what I'm uh, saying. Yeah, exactly. You know, my point is I don't even think she needs to be, you know, like, um, uh, that much in the know, just part of, you know, and just doing part of her, uh, research on the character. Yeah. Um, all that stuff is really recent. So, uh, so Ms. Marvel plays a a pretty big role in, in some of the, the Captain Marvel stuff of at least the the last couple of volumes. So, right. But when I initially saw this, I was like, and and again, just thinking that it really needs to go. I was like, I wonder if somebody told her to say that, but you know, again, like I said, that's, that's not fair. I kind of doubt it to be honest. I know. And I, and you know, yeah, I'm there too. My point is, I guess the, 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 my roundabout point is my roundabout way of getting to a point is that you don't have to dig that deep to get to this, you know, to get to this particular relationship. True. So that's why, but the question is, would the person do it? Even it's a role like, yeah, it's a role to some people and some people, you know, it's, it's, it's something a little bit more, you know, they may get the role, but they have some more, a little more invested in it that, you know, which she is, you know, I understand taking it more seriously, essentially. Right. So, all right. Next up. Hulu is open to reviving the canceled Marvel Netflix series. So, and again, uh, I ask, can they even do that? Yeah, apparently there's like a two year thing. So that means you're probably going to, you know, like a two year uh, um, kind of no compete type thing. Right. Um, I my, my guess is that you can pay your way out of that. But, right. uh, you know, we'll see who's willing to do that. And there's still the rumors saying that, you know, people still. And, and it could still happen that that hey yeah Disney's doing their streaming thing so they're setting them up to to go there which I don't know at this point I mean I'm sure that probably could happen and probably may happen but I don't I don't put that much credence into it one way or the other mm-hmm. so but hey you know Hulu's be like hey give us some eyes um I don't know. Next up, uh, official Star Wars Twitter teases something big coming. Now, depending on what site you get this off of, it could have read a little bit. Although the other link I had in here, they they changed their byline apparently. I mean, they changed their title because they had something totally different. Now, um, that's not that was not the one. But anyway, so yeah, um, Star Wars UK Twitter tweeted a couple few days ago: "The calm before the galactic storm." And a GIF uh, combining scenes from Revenge of the Sith with one of, the, of A New Hope. Uh, so, which led people to figure out, well, what could that mean? We don't know, but apparently something could be something. You know. And like I said, another, another site had it. It was like, hey, this site's tweeting this and no one knows what it means. But then they changed their headline. So that's why it was kind of funny. Anyway, next up. Next up, uh, episode nine's 
movie shoot has come to a close as J.J. Abrams posted an emotional cast photo. So, uh, yeah, the photo is of a big group hug. That's pretty cool. Uh, Let's see where, you know, you know, let's see how this all shakes out. Was it into this year, right? Um, I think it's next year. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. The episode 9 opens December 20th. So I guess, yeah, it is this year. Yeah, end of this year. End of okay. the year. Yay. Um, so, yeah, and that picture, is, I'm sure, is sparking a thousand uh, fanfic everywhere. Slash. Not or memes. Well, that too, probably, I'm sure. I haven't seen any memes, but I'm pretty sure the fanfic is out there. Just, just, just yeah, you can, yeah. You can make a bet on that. Anyway, uh, Titan Season 2 casting breakdown may reveal a major Superman villain. <clears throat> Spoiler alert, it's not Ducky this time, but it is Lex Luthor. Apparently. There you go. So according to uh, Geeks Worldwide, I guess that's what does it. I've seen that site, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, the latest casting breakdown calls for a man of... Wait, excuse me. A man of any... Ethnicity, age 30 to 39 for a reoccurring role of Dax. Um, as per that description, mercurial and unpredictable, Dax delights in the element of surprise. Awkward and unpopular as a young boy, he insulated himself from others and developed uh, masterful skills of manipulation. That doesn't sound like the Luther we know and love or hate. And I don't know who, who it is. Could be somebody else. We don't know. But regardless, it's out there. It's also cool that uh, they're going to be bringing in, uh, they're possibly bringing in Deathstroke and yes. uh, the Rav- his daughter, the Ravager. Well, we already, yeah, because we already talked about the casting for um, seemingly that seemed like a Jericho. Mm-hmm. And I think the the, um, the the Ravager one was also, I'm not sure if we covered it or not, but I know that was the one that was already out there also. So, it was only okay. a matter of time. Cool. Um... Oh, Very I was about to say, I was wondering if you had uh, started watching the Doom Patrol yet. Nope, not yet. I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah, same here. I still need to get through to get through the rest of Titans and um, uh, Young Justice. You haven't finished it yet? I burned through that stuff, man. Yeah. I just had it on play. Nah, I just kind of had other stuff going on, so I didn't get around to it. Like I'm, I had like it on play. Through. I was just like, "All right, so I'm going to bed. Let me see if I can just squeeze in an episode before I, you know, fall asleep." For Titans or for Young Justice? Like I can see that was a little bit Justice. of both. Yeah, you know, like I wouldn't always make it through a full episode of Titans, right? You know, and kind of pick it up later in the day or have to recap it at some point. Sure. So, but uh, but it does help to have it available on your telephone. You know. Psst. Yeah, not the most optimal way to do it, but yeah, hey, if you got a if you got a um, commute, sure. Or, or I mean, if you you know, like as long as you <clears> have, <throat> you know, you don't have like a teeny tiny screen. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, they're they're fairly sizable phones out right now, so yeah. Yeah. Like as long as you have like a like a plus sized iPhone or like a Galaxy, you know what I mean? Mm. Or a Galaxy, you have to have that kind of size screen to be able to really, you know, uh, watch some of these shows on the go. Yeah, so. my Pixel does all right. Yeah. Well, no, but you have the the larger pixel. I don't. I don't think there is a smaller pixel, is there? I mean, there's the well, there's, there's the regular size pixel, which is like five five something, and then I think uh, the Pixel XL is like a maybe it's either five and a half or six, one or two. So it's not that much bigger, but it is bigger. Gotcha. But no, I just got the regular one. It's it's still a fairly sizable phone. 
Well, I mean, you know, I don't have t- I don't have cell service on my uh, iPad Pro, so. Hmm. But uh, you know, the office Wi-Fi works fine sometimes. Um, <laughs> so anyway, moving on to uh, comic book news, we're going to transition over. Um, or. <laughs> All right. So our first bit of comic news is about the BBC. Um, the BBC is giving Doctor Who the VR treatment. So uh, apparently um, the BBC is preparing um, uh, a short episode of Doctor Who that's going to be available exclusively in VR at some point in the new future. Yes, so. starting starting the, what is she, the 14th Doctor? The 13th Doctor. I keep, yeah. Wait, how is she the thirteenth? When, when anyway, I thought Capaldi was the whatever. Yes, yeah, so Jodie Whitaker, Jodie Whitaker is uh, set to lend her voice, and she is the current Doctor. And since there is also not going to be any uh, Doctor Who this year, which is that's weird and a shame. Um, that's why they're doing this. So apparently, Doctor Who Runaway will be twelve-ish minute episode that places the viewer inside the animated version of the TARDIS control room. So that seems kind of cool, though. I don't know if uh, when it's coming out or if it's going to be uh, free or not. But probably, more than likely, check your Oculus and or Vive store when in the near future for that. Uh, next up, Ghostbusters X One becomes now to play. Um, <laughs> Ghostbusters X One becomes one of the Transformers in the new mashup toy from Hasbro. So we're getting into toy toy news now. The toy section, yeah. straight and, uh, out of Toy Fair 2019. Yep, yep. And this is one of them. So yeah, Ecto One becomes a Transformer. I am still waiting for that that uh, TOS Enterprise. I heck, shoot, it could be the 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 new gener- next generation um, Enterprise. I don't care. Give me a Transformer that's an Enterprise. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so yeah, that is that is one, and this one's coming out on July eighth. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, no word on price on in this article though. But there it is. There's the Ecto One, and there it is in its transform state. <laughs> Looks good. And he's even got the specs. That's cool. So anyway, next up. Next up. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, uh, Spider-Punk. <clears throat> oh yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was about to say it is it does come out on July eighth, but they said you can pre-order it now. Okay. Anyway, next. <clears throat> Spider-Punk, straight out of the Spider-Verse event, and Spider-Geddon is getting the Funko Pop treatment. So. You know, they're just digging um, into that IP and they've just got plenty of pops to make. Oh, as always, you know, if it's out there, they'll do it. Trust me, I saw a lot of them at Toy Fair. I know you did. I know you did. But yeah, so this preview's exclusive price of Spider Punko is limited to 20,000 units and will be uh, 12 bucks. And uh, let's see, it will be available at pre order at Comics with the release date of March 27th. Of this year. So, cool. Uh, next up, Hasbro X, uh, X-Men Hasbro Marvel Legends NY Toy Fair releases are available to pre-order. And I'm sure Agent 70 has his already. Not yet, but soon. So, what this is, is the, um, well, oh, wait. So, there's two sets here, right? 
Yeah, that, this, listen, there's a lot of yeah. Marvel Legends coming out. <laughs> uh, I wasn't able to see them in person, but there are multiple um, uh, waves could that they announced for the majority of the year 2019 at uh, New York Toy Fair. Uh, one of the things that Roddy Cat was mentioning was um, a three-pack of Magneto in his regular um, classic uniform with uh, Scarlet Witch in her kind of first appearance style um, costume. Does a little bit more um, modest and uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and classic Quicksilver. And it sucks that you know you got to buy this three pack, but these are pretty classic renditions of um, these characters. So even if you're looking for one ver, you know one of these, you know it's kind of nice to see. Uh, you know they haven't had a, a regular looking Magneto in a while. Um, this three pack will kind of knock out a bunch of birds with one stone for me. Yep, six inches, next- uh, six inches, uh, sixty bucks, and you can pre-order them right now. Right. The and- next wave that uh, that that Roddy Cat was mentioning from uh, for the X Men is um, X Men centric, obviously, but it's '90s X Men centric, so you get a lot yeah. of um, cool. Of renditions of characters we're talking um 90s jubilee you know in her robin-esque costume uh <laughs> gambit beast we haven't had a marvel legends beast in ages it is necessary mm-hmm. forge in his um x-men uniform um weapon x uh it's wolverine busting straight out of the weapon x facility blink and um skullbuster one of the reavers yeah um yeah, there's definitely the the, the '90s X Men thing going all up and through this uh, line. I actually, I, I don't know. I kind of want the Jubilee and the Forge and the Beast. You know, have the, the have the, you know, but that's neat. And then yeah, you got a figure with Caliban. Yeah, which I guess. Yeah, nobody wants to for the build a figure. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a case of the 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 parts being much more than uh, the whole. Yeah, Caliban was not would not be one that would show, and, and and it's basically it's newer Caliban. It's it's um it's um Horseman Caliban, Hound. Well, is it um Apocalypse Hound? Oh, is Caliban? it? It was Horseman. Yeah. Wait, was he a Horseman or was he just a Hound? No, Horseman. I think. Yeah, that sounds right. So yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. But regardless, yeah, upgraded Caliban and not original one. Anyway, and there's some other stuff that was here. So there's a Professor X. Uh, yeah, they had done this pre-Toy uh, Fair. They had right. announced the Professor X hover chair and the Deadpool scooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's yeah, that's about it. But yeah, a bunch of stuff. So, cold beans. Uh, next up, speaking of still, this gave Dirt no no uh, no amount of delight. Well, a bunch of amounts of delight, actually. Uh, DC's Trinity step is, steps into the ring with Lucha Explosiva figures. So, basically, it's uh, the, the DC's Trinity and others as uh, Luchador. Did you see this? You said you were going to look for these while you were there, or did you... I did. I, I I think I saw them in passing my first day, but I did not get a chance to track back to them. I think they were on. St- Is this a diamond thing? Uh, DC collectibles. So yes, I, I want to yes. say I saw them in the diamond booth. That sounds about right. But I um, think so. Yeah, you can see. Uh, I'm scrolling through the pictures here. You got you got your Batman's. You got. I'm guessing that's fixing. 
I'm going to assume that's Vixen. Uh, Deathstroke. I don't know who that is. Bane. Is it? Alright, sure. I'll take your word for that. Uh, This looks more like Bane than... Oh, that's Superman. Yeah. Wonder Woman. And that's just all of them together. So... And uh, I don't know if there's a price that was in here, but regardless, they'll go on sale in August. And oh wait, Cheetah. Hold on, my name said Deathstroke, Cheetah, Metallo Two. So that was must have been Metallo Two, and that other one was Cheetah, not Vixen. So there you go. Next, you got next. Oh. Uh, exclusive DC collectibles. Oh, wait, wait, no, no, wait, no, wait. I got next. Yeah, I was about to say. Exclusive DC, because I saw DC. Exclusive DC collectibles at the, uh, revealed in a gallery for, um, uh, whatchamacallit. So you got masks. So basically, it was more Toy Fair stuff. Yeah. That, that show, and including the, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the one we just talked about, but, you know. So, uh, let's see, there's a DC Yeah, revamped um, uh, Batman the Animated Series style uh, figures as well. Mm-hmm. That was I saw. Which, I don't know. Let me go, go through the slides, though, just real quick. Bloop. Because there's a Batman Animated Series stuff. Yep, that I definitely saw. Uh, this is the... Yeah, Azrael Batman. Yeah. Was it the Great Ghost? Deathstroke? It's, uh... The Red Hood, I think? I think so. And yeah, Deathstroke, there's Wonder Woman. Yeah, this is in the diamond booth. Yeah. Uh, wait, is that uh, Kodobukiya or is that. You said it was Diamond? Yeah, Diamond Select, probably. Okay. That looks like a Kodobukiya, but anyway, I don't. I wouldn't know. Well, they had uh, Kodobukiya stuff there on, on display as well, so. Sure. Um, Huntress, okay, I'm assuming. Uh, Black Canary. Who is that? You know what? We're not going to go through those. Regardless, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, some some good looking stuff in those pictures, so you should be able to go check that out, and it'll be in the show notes. Uh, so next up, I think now we're done with toy stuff. So yeah, this toy, there's articles from Toy Fair. I'm sure there's, there might have been some stuff that I missed, but that article, and I don't know if there was one other article that I may have forgotten to put in that had some other stuff from other places, like Marvel stuff. Uh, so, anyway, Marvel is giving original Star Wars comic series a legendary one-shot. So, which means, so this is the, the 76-77 series um, that ended in 1986. Uh, they're getting a, a one-shot because, you know, gotta make that cheddar, gotta make that dough. This one's going to be written by Matthew Rosenberg. Um, and it's um, Star Wars 108 will be released as a one-shot on May 29th with artwork from Giuseppe Comicola, uh, Luke Ross and Carrie Gamble, Andrew Bacardio, Bacardio, uh, Bacardo, and more. Um, uh, yeah, it just says Walt Simonson worked on this, this, the, the first series, which, yeah, mm-hmm. if you did not know, uh, there was a, the, well, originally Marvel had the license before A New Hope came out, and they made a, a Star Wars comic off of that and I say loosely I was going to say loosely based off of that because they did not know the plot of Star Wars when they got the book so a lot of strange and crazy things happened in that book 
from what I from what I remember. And Cleveland, again, I have mentioned this before, a space bunny named Jackson. There you go. All kind of coloring issues, and yeah, it's just all kind of yeah, and none of it really, really well. Yeah, basically, once you got past the Death Star stuff, and I'm not even sure how how in depth they got into that. I can't remember. It's been a while. It got crazy. Anyway, next up on uh, some really positive news: Marvel's Agents of Atlas <laughs> is relaunching in May as part of the upcoming War of the Realms event, and a lot of the characters in this are going to be familiar to those who remember the Protectors um, mini arc in uh, Totally Awesome Hulk. Right. So, I was gonna. I was gonna say, wow. No, I'm surprised they didn't use Protectors. Because they're actually incorporating new characters into this, so they're bringing you know they're bringing in this. Um, oh, protectors may actually be another book altogether, so that's why they're doing it under Agents of Atlas. I guess you know there might be a there might be a trademark on that. You know the protectors in terms of like an individual title, maybe. Yeah, because it was like because it's like a lot of the people from that. So if you didn't, so um, if you did not know, Greg Pak wrote. Um, um, Wait, what was it? What was the the Amadeus show's book? Totally awesome Hulk. Thank you. Uh, and there was a couple of issues where there was a group uh, that, that was put together with uh, uh, some uh, Asian characters or, or Pan Pacific characters, uh, and they were called the Protectors. And it was led by uh, Jimmy Woo, and of course Amadeus Cho and Silk, and uh, was it Kamala was there, uh, Miss Marvel. And there was a couple other people at the, at the, yeah, at the time. I mean, mostly what's what's funny is that minus Miss Marvel, most of the characters here were part of that protector story. We're right. talking about Shang Chi, Silk, Shang Chi. Thank you, uh, Jimmy Cho. That was the Shield agent, mm-hmm. and they've got these uh, imported Korean characters. Yeah, so uh, there's some. Yeah, so there are some characters from uh, the the from fairly recent video games. Uh, Wave, Luna Snow, which Luna Snow I think was from Contest of Champions. Uh, Arrow, Swordmaster, and Crescent, and I I have no idea who those those last couple are from. Or Wave, come to think of it, now to think about it. Um, but yeah, and I think there was somebody else. I can't remember. But regardless, um. Yeah, it it seems interesting. It is scheduled for May, and of course, like, like you said, uh, it's coming out of War of the Realms, which a lot of things are. So, does it say... Okay, yeah, this, that, that was a part. Um, the publisher hasn't disclosed whether this is a limited series or ongoing yet. I want to say it's a miniseries, but you're wrong. I'm pretty sure it probably will be, but we'll see. You know, not to say that I would want, not, you know, to, that I would want to relegate it to that but hey you know you never know nowadays next up uh speaking of war of the realms captain america wields a familiar weapon in war of the realms tie-in comic Uh, and apparently he gets thor's axe that's pretty that's pretty intense right that's pretty intense i mean you know we're not talking about having to be worthy to pick that up but that's supposed to be an axe that was designed to take on celestials so. Right, which uh, yeah, and I've, I know we have seen stories of like yeah, some people are getting either celestial powers or something, you know. So this, I feel like I'm, I, I, and I shouldn't be talking about this because I don't remember reading much of um, uh, Fear itself. I'm fairly certain I did not, but I knew it, there, in that event a bunch of people got 
That's uh, Guardian Weapons. Guardian Weapons. Yeah, Uru Weapons. Yep. And uh, this seems just like more of that. For good or for ill. I don't know. Regardless. But it's different in that at least they're, you know, they're they're not just dealing with, um, you know, they're, they're kind of like hopping across the realms as opposed to just being on Earth. Sure. So, you know, but yeah, it, it is very reminiscent of that. Yeah. So War of the Realm Strike Force, the Land of Giants, was going to be written by Tom Taylor and George Machina, Molina, excuse me. And that's where Captain America is leading a team. Um, <laughs> he's basically leading uh, Marvel Knights. Or the Defenders, or a version of Defenders, if you want to go that route, uh, which includes Spider-Man, Wolverine, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Which all characters? Yeah, which again, all of those are Marvel Knights, and all of those are have been Avengers. <laughs> so, and as they go to save uh, captured Thor. So, uh, and then there's a couple of other. Um, there's a couple of other uh, uh, World of Realms ones that they also got announced, which was uh, World of Realms Strike Force, the Dark Realm, the Dark Elf Realm Number One, which is written by Brian Hill and artist Lanil Francis Yu, will center around Lady Freya leading She-Hulk, the Punisher, Blade, <laughs> and Ghost Rider, the other part of the Marvel Knights, um, on a series on a mission to destroy Black the Black Bifrost to prevent Malika from accessing its teleportational powers. And then of course, um the War Avengers, the War of the Realm Strike Force, the War Avengers, uh written by Dennis Hopeless. Uh wait. Oh, his last name is actually Hallam? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did not know that. And illustrated by Kim Jacinto, Jacinto focuses on Carol Danvers trying to reclaim the Earth alongside a crew of heavy hitters like Weapon H, Captain Britain, <laughs> Venom, and Deadpool. Uh, the team would also include two of the best spies on the planet, the Winter Soldier and Black Widow. Yeah, there's a there, there's a uh, going to be a mishmash of, of characters. Um, yeah, in War of the Realms, that's already been made readily apparent just mm-hmm. by. Uh, these cover, you know, like coming out of the uh, the, the solicitations for May, so it's um, it, it, this should prove. I know that uh, a lot of people have their misgivings, and yeah, it, it does harken back to fear itself. But um, amongst other, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can might as well you can say Secret War also giving one the glut of books that are coming out and the different things mm-hmm. that the books are kind of going to be doing. But hey, guess what? It's an event that's going to happen, right? So, anywho, um, I guess last bit of uh, War of the Realms news is to feature yeah. uh, War of the Realms to feature Asgardian warrior variants. Um, so basically, there's gonna be a bunch of books this April who are gonna have variants, um, uh, variant covers. Okay. And with uh, Marvel, let's see, Marvel's releasing a series of variant covers that reimagine some of Marvel's most iconic heroes in the style of Asgardian warriors. <laughs> So I'm just going to go ahead and say that if you're watching the video, you can see the one for Immortal Hulk. He just looks like Planet Hulk. So I'm just, I mean, I know that's not exactly true, but still, it's not that far off either. Hey, you got to have variants. I know, I know. And actually, you can see a couple of them right here. So there's the Champions one. Uh, there's the Deadpool one, because, of course, Deadpool on a unicorn holding, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy... Mortal Hulk one again, uh, Ghost Spider, aka Spider Gwen, mm-hmm. which actually that, that's a, that's a 
I like that cover. Um, Superior Spider-Man, Uncanny X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, Uncanny X-Men. No, I'm just kidding. X-Force. Wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that book's out. But, yeah. There you go. Next. All right. Next up, uh, Dark Horse is going to publish The Art of Star Wars Rebels. That's going to be uh, good news to some fans and host of the podcast. Yes. Yes. Hey, again, I will say Star Wars Rebel, good show. Um, sorry, it's gone. But yeah, Dark Horse and Lucasfilm is going to put out an art book for Star Wars Rebels. And it is going to be uh, October 29th. Uh, excuse me, October 2019. Excuse me. Uh, October 1st, specifically. And it's going to retail for 40 bucks. And you can go check out Amazon or whatever if you want to pre-order. All right. Oh, this news. Uh, deceased Injustice writer reveals a first look at his newest DC apocalypse. So Tom Taylor has been te- teasing his new project for DC on social media with the hashtag deceased. That's D-C-E-A-C-S-E-D. Deceased. Right? As his calling card. Uh, additionally, he strongly hinted that this project will see the end of Dark Sword side as we know it. It's the end of the dark side as we know it. Oh, um, it's more like dark side is not. Yeah, I know, right? Boop, boop. Um, so yeah, Taylor has revealed that the first sneak preview of this mysterious new project, posting an incredible unsettling splash page by uh, artist Trevor Harrison mm-hmm. on Facebook. Uh, the page features Superman himself floating above a full blown writer in the streets of what appears to be apocalypse and here is a picture the picture in question superman looking particularly um unnerved shocked scared whatever you want to say but yeah there's that but speaking of deceased Uh, DC has canceled the satirical comic about Jesus Christ after a change.org petition. <laughs> so, yes. So, so we talk- yeah, this was after 229,000 people signed a change.org petition calling the comic outrageous and blasphemous. Get a grip, people. <laughs> uh, Glad you kept the same energy. That's great. Uh, so, yeah. So, um... Yeah, this was the, the the Mark Russell written book drawn by Richard Pace, which is supposedly about Jesus Christ coming to Earth, present day Earth, and blah 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 blah. So, you know, you kind of expected this to happen because I think we even talked about something like I'm, I'm surprised this is actually going to come out when when um, when we first talked about it. And yeah, that know. sounds about right. Yeah, so this is not shocking news. Um, but I guess those change.org petitions does work for some things, which I don't know if that's good or bad. It depends. Yeah. Next because, up. Yeah. Next up, um, Zach Kaplan to become Nightwing crew writer. So I have no idea who that is. Um, so writer Zach Kaplan jumps on board as co-writer of Nightwing with issue 57 arriving in stores this week. Yeah, I was about to say, that's uh, this week's issue. So, yeah, they're still doing that Rick Grayson thing and blah, 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 blah. So, okay, there you go. Rick Grayson. All righty. DC and IDW announced the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. Number three. 
Turtle Power. Yes. So yeah, they're doing it again. One more again, folks. I have don't think I've read any of those other ones. But um Oh wait. So apparently there was a there was a I didn't apparently I didn't read this. Earlier this week Warner Bros. announced a Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie. Also. Goodness so, gracious. Yeah. Um so that in addition to this um comic book there's a six issue miniseries that is coming out with uh, James Tinney in the fourth and Freddie E. Williams second and uh, I'm not going to do that um, <laughs> uh, uh, Tinney and, and Williams were the creative team for the first two crossovers as well and blah 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 like I said they're doing it again and there's a movie coming doesn't say whether that movie is what does it say? I'm not gonna read that. It doesn't matter. There's one coming. It's probably gonna be the first crossover. Next up. Uh you got yep. Archie Comics announces the return of Jughead's time. Police, 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 That's a thing? Yeah, that okay. was a thing. Yeah, I vaguely remember it, but sure. Um Archie Comics will be yeah, fan favorite, short lived ninety early nineties titled Jughead's Time Police for a new five issue miniseries this summer. Written by Cena Grace, Cena Grace and um uh featuring the art and covers of Derek Charm. So cool. Yes. Next Archival quality. Uh, ghostly graphic novel wins fifth annual McDuffie Award. So, uh, archival quality. A graphic novel from Oni Press that incorporates a compassionate and evocative portrayal of mental health issues in its tale of spectral mystery has been named the winner of the fifth annual Dwayne McDuffie Award for diversity in comics. The award is shared by the book's creative team, writer Ivy Noel Weir, and illustrator Christina Steens Stewart. Congratulations. Yeah, shout out to that crew. Congrats. I remember seeing Steens' um, um, <laughs> tweet about it, which she was <laughs> quite, um, yeah, <laughs> quite uh, effusive, let's say. <laughs> it was cute. Okay. It was real cute. Um Discover, last but not least, uh, discovered the true fate of the Power Rangers in June 2019. Guess what, folks? Obsolescence? What? Say what? Now who? <laughs> no. I'm like, are they becoming obsolete? What? Um, not anytime soon. Um, so, yeah. Um, Boom Studios, the book, that those, those two books are still going on, but... Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, that book is going to return in June 2019 with issue number 40, which now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait, I don't remember it stopping. It hasn't stopped yet, so I don't know why it's saying it's returning. Uh, unless it did stop, and I'm just not because there's issues still coming out. Regardless, um, issue 40 is coming out in June. The White Ranger is going to be the, their leader. Uh, so I'm thinking, wait, is there going to be a time jump going on? Because that's given what's going on right now. I don't know. Anyway, um, the new series creative team of Ryan Parrott and uh, interesting. So the guy that's writing Go Go Power Rangers is going to be taking up um, going to be taking up Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which I guess sure makes sense. Some sense now. Uh, Begin a bold new era as the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are back in Angel Grove with the White Ranger as their leader. But what happens to the team after they defeated 
Lord Rackon, which because we already kind of know the answer to that. And what does the White Rangers' first appearance mean for the future of the team? It means that they've gone into the second season. That's what that means. <laughs> Regardless, okay. actually, that could possibly not mean be what that means because you know, tell them what what that book's you know gonna do. Anyway, that is that, and we are done with the comic book news. I could have brought up one more, but I'll save that one for next week. Alrighty, so before we end our show for this week, our last ad of the night is for Amazon. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, comics, or at least uh, trade paperbacks and action figures. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment. Ha! Okay. That helps us keep the Combo Chronicles free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. No ching. Okay, and with that, uh, folks, we're coming to the end of the show. Thank you for coming out. As always, uh, we will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, all that kind of good mess, I believe, unless something comes out, which I don't... Wait, what's next week? I don't think we have... No, it's not. ...protocol until the week after? Right. Uh, Which I can need to get my tickets. Done, done, and done. Yeah. Um, but anyway, until then, you know what? You can find us on the social medias. You can find myself, Radicat, on uh, Twitter and, uh, well, yeah, on Twitter at, at Newsnerds Need. Also on Instagram at CBCaps and Newsnerds Need Reddit. You can find Agent underscore 70 at that on Twitter and Instagram. PCN underscore dirt on Twitter, popculturenet on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com, I need comments.com, that new toy smell.com. And of course, whatever the Vine equivalent will be, which I guess this should be in a couple months. I don't know. We don't know. I like how that's the thing with us right now. I don't know why we even keep going with it. But anyway, um, and of course, so that we keep running. I know, right? Yeah, we, we got bits. We got bits, folks. Um, and of course, the Osiris of this ish, uh, Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter, the Click Nation on Twitter, uh, the K L I Q N A T I O N, the Click Nation dot com, CB Crom on Twitter, and of course, comic book resources CBR dot com. You can go check him out there. He's writing his face off. Uh, you can find this podcast on the the podcast network of choice. CSPN.us. Go over there and tell them, hey, you know, hey, we love Comic Chronicles. Give them both, give them, give them folks some shine. <laughs> we love them just as much as the rest of the shows. I shouldn't say that. That's not nice. Anyway, um, you can also subscribe to this podcast on uh, Google Play and Apple iTunes, aka uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. You can also find it on Spotify and the Cold Slither SoundCloud page 
Um, you know what? I'm not going to do a shot to that, that one because it's going to just go to CSPN.us. But you know what? Hey, you want to, you, when you, while you're on CSPN.us, go to the top of page, like eight to seventy said during the ad and go click on the keep our podcast link and get some merch from us. We got, we you know we got some merch at one of those links in there. Um, popping off nice mugs, t-shirts, all that kind of good stuff. So go get some merch. You know, you want it. And with that folks, uh, we leave you here. Sad to say goodbye, but we have to leave you. But we'll be back. We'll be back. Yes, indeed. Um, while I get this thing ready, because I knew I was forgetting something. Boop. Um, I don't know. Are you doing any? You doing a thing for Toy Fair, or is you gonna? Eventually. Okay. Yeah. So look out for that on theclicknation.com or excuse me, popculturenetwork.com. Um, and with that, folks. This has been the Combo Chronicles, and we are out. Peace. One.